Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar-related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on single pickup simplicity. Three pickup guitars are amazing. Strats with five-way blades give you lots of great tones. My SG with three pickups gives me that traditional neck, both, and bridge toggle, but also has the added pot that lets me blend in the middle pickup too. Two pickup guitars are glorious. The three-way selection of a Les Paul or a Telecaster has been a staple of rock ballads for decades. Of course, many PRS guitars have two pickups, but also include a five-way switch or rotary, toggle switches for more options, and in some cases a piezo pickup to dial in as well. But are one pickup guitars better? Are they just as versatile? Who plays a one pickup guitar? Does the neck pickup affect tone when it's not on? What's a dummy pickup? And is one pickup all you need? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Jason on the Tweed Couch. Jason, it is great to have you back on the couch again for a little bit of therapy that I think we both end up needing. And this therapy is about the simplicity of a single pickup guitar. It has been way, way too long since we have been together. Uh, COVID gave us the opportunity to do quite a few of these, and it was fun. And now that life is, you know, a little bit more back to normal, it seems like just making time to do this has been um, very difficult. And so I got a little inspiration from you and Paul about finding time to do things that you love. And so here I am. Here I am, face down on the couch. Yes, I love it. And you don't even sound muffled. That's Yeah, I've got got it mic'd up just perfectly. (laughs) All right, well, I'm really excited to talk about today's therapy where we're going to talk about single pickup guitars. As you have noticed, maybe, I actually put out a video about single pickup guitars. Yep. Did did you happen to catch the video? Of course. I subscribe and I even hit the bell notifications. Wow. So I'm I'm one of your first viewers every time. Yeah, you you may actually be the first subscriber as well. So yeah. that's <laughs> I also dislike everyone I see just to just to Aww. harass you. Well, I think it just keeps me humble. <laughs> is really what it does. That's right. For every like I I see, I I add one dislike. Yes, to even that's it perfect. <laughs> that's wonderful. Oh no, yes, I did see them. Loving it. Yeah, and actually in those videos, the cool thing about them was being able to really get that idea of of what growl. A single pickup gets and then how you roll it down and it gives you some other kind of sounds and everything. And that got me thinking that we should talk about single pickup guitars. So have you actually owned any single pickup guitars? I have owned um, for a brief time a Les Paul Jr. Actually, I've owned two different, well, maybe three or four, but just, yeah, just (laughs) one at a time. You know how I do. I, I get one and sell it and get another and sell it and get another and sell it and then just kind of narrow into what I want. But yeah, I've owned, I've gosh, I guess. Yeah. I've owned uh Les Paul jr. Is the only one I can think of that I've owned besides obviously Have they all been just the regular model or are they the custom shop ones? What are they? Um, well I had one of the production models and then one custom shop one that I got, I got them both used and gosh, that seems so long ago. I've almost forgotten about it. Yeah. I had those. Um, it was a big Keith Urban, 
inspired purchase, you know, he's yeah. plays a junior and had to have one. And, you know, that, that double cut junior, I wish I still had, um, the single cut was a, a TV yellow one, which is cool, but it's not what I wanted. I wanted oh, yeah. sunburst. Yep. And then the uh, production model was, was good, but instead of having the, the, you know, like the dark mahogany back, it had a, just a black, it was all black on the back. Oh. And it just it just didn't seem right to me. It's like that's not the way a junior should look. So yeah, I ended up selling that one too. Interesting. Yeah, I've toyed around with a lot of them, but I've ne- I, I don't have one at the moment. But that could change soon. So I'm surprised that you have not. You know, the fact that you are a telly guy that you haven't had an Esquire yet. It, to be honest with you, I don't like the way they look. It looks like something's just missing from the the neck pickup. I just don't like it. That's, yeah, that's pretty much all it is. Because I. I could have an Esquire and I'd be fine with it because I don't, if I have a telly, I don't play on the, the neck pickup hardly ever, except on my Dano caster. Now I play that. It's like, wow, that sounds really good. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I very well could be just a single pickup guy on probably every guitar I own. except maybe a strat sometimes. Well, and the reason why I'm really surprised that you have never owned an Esquire is because doesn't Brad Paisley have an Esquire model? Well, you would think that because it says it on the headstock. Yeah, because he has that black one that has just the one pickup in it. Right. Yeah, you would think that, but it, little do you know, or well, some people, that there is actually a pickup under there. So if you read that, there's a Seymour Duncan pickup that's like a stealth pickup, secret agent is what they call it. It's underneath the yeah underneath, underneath the pickguard. Underneath the pickguard, which is cool. I've seen. I've actually seen people do that with Strat pickguards, and what they would do is they would drill out six little holes for the magnets under the pit guard and you would just see the yeah. pole pieces sticking out. But yeah, so oh, Seymour Duncan. Yeah, Seymour Duncan did that. And to me the the logic doesn't quite make sense because, you know, people talk all the time about the the magnetic pull of the pickup and how it yes. affects the strings. But if you if you're saying, okay, well I want to Esquire because it doesn't get that pull, but then you put a pickup in there that still doesn't I mean it's like it doesn't make sense to me. Why not just put a neck pickup in there? Because it's still pulling, yeah. so I so I don't know. I don't know if it's just the look of it or what, but yeah. So that actually reminds me of another guitar. So Gibson made an SG, like one of those SG juniors for Brian Ray. Brian uh-huh. Ray is the the guitar player for like Paul McCartney, and he's done lots of different things. and And he's a he's a really good studio musician as well as live musician, and he has this pearl white sg jr that is just absolutely gorgeous it has a lot of options with it where you can actually have like the tremolo on it or you could take the tremolo off of it and it can just be a regular like solid soap bar piece in the back or whatever but it only looks like it has one dog ear p90 Hmm, but actually under the pick guard there is another pickup and it's there to help cancel out Okay. You know, any of the yeah. hum or whatever. So one would look at that and go, well, that's a single pickup as well. But right. actually, no, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah. You know, there's, there's just something on a telly. Like, I just feel like there, there needs to be a, a pickup there in the, in the neck pickup. But I, I, like I said, I rarely play on my neck pickup. In fact, if, if the neck pickup on a guitar ever went out, I probably wouldn't even replace it. Just, just leave it because I, I just don't need it. And I don't play in between either. And I know a lot of people love that on a telly, but to me, a telly has just always been bridge pickup. You know, maybe turn down the tone just a tiny bit if you need a different sound, but other than that, wide open. 
volume, wide open tone, and just uh, yeah, let her rip. You know, you mentioned something just a minute ago about that neck pickup changing the pole and changing the magnetic field of the strings and doing all that. Yeah. So do you truly believe that only having one pickup really affects the tone of the guitar itself? I don't know. I'm I'm probably too dumb to know this. I I would leave it up to people that care more about that stuff. And the people that I know that are super gear nerds and you know, yeah. and I mean even more so than me, they say yes. To me, yeah. I don't think I could probably hear it, but it does make sense. You think about a magnetic pull sure. pulling on the strings, it makes total sense. Some of the people actually say that because of the magnetic pull of the neck pickup, the guitar is easier to go out of tune as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've heard that. You know what? The other things that those people have said have always been true. So I'm going to go ahead and go with that's true as well and, and say, yeah, I do believe that, even though I probably couldn't, I probably couldn't tell the difference. You know, it's interesting about the physics of it all. You know, when you really think about it, you go, okay, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Resonation of the wood. You know, the fact that the only magnetic pull that ends up happening is closer to the bridge, which is an area that's not going to have as easy a vibration. I mean, all of that stuff makes sense. It does. But at the same time, we're talking about something that is really subjective, not objective in the sense of tone. Yeah. So could it ring longer and have more sustain? Yes, it absolutely could. But at the same time, I've also played guitars that are two, three pickups, and those things sustain forever because all of the marriage of the wood and the pieces and the parts and whatever are just amazing. Yeah, it's such a complicated mix of of components that that make something special and um mm-hmm. I mean I guess I guess you could get a get a guitar that was amazing and you know put the neck pickup in and pull it out. You know, just put it in place yeah. and and have a pretty scientific experiment, but I mean, who wants to do that, honestly? Well, I actually I think it would be super fun, yeah. but at the same time, I don't know that I necessarily need to cuz yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit of a traditionalist in the sense that if that guitar was made with one pickup in it, then I want it to have one pickup. And if it was made with two pickups, then I'm going to have two. And it's kind of like a Strat, you know, like a Strat, that middle pickup, other than Jimi Hendrix, I don't know of many people who ever really use the middle pickup. I know. Yeah. But at the same time, the two and four position well, that gets used all the time. So that's the reason yeah. why people feel like they need that middle pickup. Yeah. I use two and four all the time on Strat. In fact, I was thinking about it before we did this, and I thought, you know, I could, I could probably stand a Strat being a single pickup guitar, just have a neck pickup only, because that's what I really love. Yeah. And I thought, no, I do love two and four as well. So, See, you bring up another point that's really interesting. How many single pickup Strats do you see? None. Like, if you think about it, you see single pickup tellies. I've seen single pickup Les Pauls. Yep. I've seen single pickup PRSs. Mm hmm. But Strats, I mean, uh, Tom DeLong. That's the one I was just thinking of, Tom DeLong. Yeah. Yeah. Blink 182. But he also has like that overpowered humbucker in there. Yeah. I was going to say that he probably just modified that and then they made a signature series based on his modification of it. He probably didn't buy it that way. No. 
No, and you know, so you you look at that, and it's it's interesting because I think about it and go, why would you not just have a single pickup Strat? And honestly, I think it's largely because the bridge pickup is usually the worst pickup on a Strat. Yeah, I agree. We're we're going comparative because I actually really like the bridge pickup on mine. I have the Lawler Blondes in in oh, my yeah, Strat, and nice. that bridge pickup is absolutely gorgeous but then you compare it to all the others and it's like well it's gorgeous in its place but really we're going to spend yeah. most of the time on the neck or the oh, four yeah. position or whatever yeah those pickups are phenomenal but still even as good as they are still in the same same spot you know neck two and four yep yeah so as far as other like single pickup guitars we generally end up going towards like Fender and Gibson as we look at single pickup guitars. Yep. Largely because this is where we generally spend our time, you know, when we're collecting and buying and getting our flavor, because we are a little bit of the traditionalist. We are the type of person that generally gravitates towards a Telecaster that's got to be butterscotch or it's got to yep. be sunburst, maybe a white, possibly a red. You know, but that's only because of certain things we've seen. Seeing one that is like surf green, no, not a Telecaster. Yeah, it doesn't no. seem right. Yep. Yeah. Or seeing a, a quilt top on a Strat. There's just something I mean, wrong about it. No, you know, or binding on a Strat. Oh, th- you know, that's the like worst. I hate that. Sacrilegious. Yeah. yeah. And then you go to Gibson, and to me, seeing a Gibson without binding on the neck drives me nuts. I, yeah. I, I like that, unless it's a junior, and then I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, true. But if you see a junior with binding, doesn't seem right. It's wrong. No, it's it just doesn't. Wrong. It is. I, I so agree. we're a little bit on the traditionalist side, but yeah. there is a guitar that you're planning on having soon. That I was surprised you didn't go with single pickup, and that was from Novo. Yes. Yes. So have you seen the Novo Soloist or was it Solus? Solus. Yeah. yeah. I, I, not only have I seen them, but I'm very seriously considering ordering one the next time they open up the select orders, which is January 3rd, I do believe. So, so <laughs> at the time you've already of got this, the date, you know, it's yeah, in your phone. You've got an alert like the I've day got before. An, so I've got a reminder. Ready, yeah. yeah. I had to take off work so I could, uh, <laughs> I can make sure to not miss it yeah but you know i I've, I've told you this before i've i've been on a humbucker search for a while i've owned a few humbucker guitars but never a really nice one so i've owned a couple i've owned a les paul it was like an epiphone one it was that gold top one i traded for yep. something ended up selling it i owned that um that prs se the zach myers model which yep. which i liked and then you played it and didn't like it. And then all of a sudden I didn't like it. <laughs> just I'm so sorry. Stupid. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, to me, it was like, I just didn't know what I didn't know, you know? So it, it seemed nice, yeah. but whatever. Um, you also had so, that tribute, right? Yeah, I had the tribute, but I, I took that back. I ended up taking that back. Okay. So I bought a 50s tribute Les Paul. I liked it, but I could not, for the life of me, and I've had this with every Les Paul I've ever had, I cannot keep the G string in tune. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. I see, I see other people and they stay in tune, but for me, they will not stay in tune. And so I ended up taking it back because there were too many other things I didn't love about it for, for that not to work. I was like, it's going to have to stay in tune. It played great, 
but it didn't have binding, you know, it didn't have yep. a gloss finish. It had matte finish, whatever. Yep. And I was like, I can live with those as long as it plays great, but it just wouldn't stay in tune. And so I took it back as well. So anyways, I've, I've been looking at everything. I mean, literally every humbucker guitar, because I, I love the way Les Paul looks, love the way it sounds, but just, I need it to stay in tune, which is very selfish of me. I understand. But I talked to other guys like you, it stays in tune for you. I don't know if I pushed down too hard. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But anyways, I No, I don't think so. I actually have a number of Gibson guitars that when I got it, I had a little bit of tuning issues and I reworked the nut and then all of a sudden it was good. Well, and that's what I hear from everybody. But, you know, it drives me crazy because Gibson guitars are really probably the most expensive production guitars that are out right now. And... Every, everybody's like, yeah, you got to change the nut out. You got to, you know, put new tuners on. I'm like, what? Like, I can go get a Squire Strat or a Tele that stays oh, yeah. in tune just fine. Or a PRS, you know, SE. And they stay. And so, you know, it kind of, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. But dang, they look so cool and they sound so good. I'm like, I got to have one. Yeah. My R9, I had to work on the nut with that one. My Classic, I did not have to, but I eventually did have to take it somewhere because I was having a problem with the A-string breaking mm-hmm. on the bridge. And hmm. after that, it's always stayed in tune. It's been great. Okay. My SG, that thing had to be worked a number of times by me in order to get it to stay in tune. And now it always is in tune. It's just okay. always good. The ES355 that I have... It has the Bigsby on it. Yeah. And that thing was a huge issue for about three, four months until finally I got that, the nut slots working just right. And now all of a sudden, you know, it has no problems anymore. Hmm. And so it's one of those things that you go, like that's super aggravating. But if you know how to work on it and you know how to do it, all of those are amazing tone monsters. Yeah, yeah. I love the look. Well, I love the way I feel when I play them. I love the tone that they get whenever I do play it. And it's all those things that make me go, well, now I can't get rid of it. Well, yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, especially if I come over later today and, and try it out. But if I play yours and it stays in tune, then I'm like, okay, then it's just this, the nut or whatever you said, you know, on each yeah. guitar. And if I come over and play it and it still comes out of tune, okay, maybe I'm playing it wrong. Maybe I... Maybe I fret too hard or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, that could be. There's all sorts of uh, variables there. But yeah, I want something humbuckery, you know, and yeah. I see guys all the time play Gibsons. But that led me, you know, I looked at PRSs and I love those two, but that just it's just not the same. It's not quite what I wanted. Yeah. So I've kind of gotten to the point where I, I think I'm going to get a, a Novo Solus, the single cut. and. I really want a humbucker in the bridge. That's what I want. And I'm not sure if I, I don't know if I need one in the neck or not. So I'm kind of like weighing my options, different things that I can do. And so I don't, at this time, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I just, I know I want another Novo. Yeah. But have you gotten the first Novo yet? No, not yet. (laughs) Well, you need to play the first one first and know. I know, but you know what is I just, sorry. Can you hear that barking? Hey, cut it out. Sorry. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I, you know, I'm I'm looking at uh, the Solus, and then they've got the H2 now with two humbuckers. But like everything else, it's just not exactly what I want because I just in my mind I picture humbuckers with covers on them, not the open coils. And oh yeah, yeah. So it's like there's there's just there's never the perfect answer. And so I'm I'm still kind of searching. 
Ideally, I'd love to find a Les Paul, kind of the same color as your R9. Um, yep. I think eight and a half pounds would be okay. Like something below that. Cause I know it's going to be heavy, but I just, those that are like nine, 10 pounds. Like I've even looked at the heritage. Oh Les yeah. Paul. Yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be great. Those things are, I mean, the lightest one I've seen is like nine pounds. Yeah. No, they're ounces. too heavy for me. Gosh, they're so I, heavy. I actually have a buddy who works for heritage. Oh, and that was one of the things that I told him was, yeah. I was like, you know, they're, they seem like great guitars, but I'm not going to play a 10 pound guitar. No, it's way too heavy. Okay, let's go ahead and let's take a break for our sponsor. And then okay. when we come back, let's talk a little bit about some of the other types of single pickup guitars. Things like Melody Makers and okay. PRS SE1s or whatever and maybe some people. So let's take okay. a break yeah. for our sponsor. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Are you looking for a party with a purpose? If you love music, family-friendly, and camping, then you need to come to LifeFest. In July of 2022, they will have two festivals once again. One at the Sunnyview Fairgrounds in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and the other at the Johnny Cash Hideaway Farm in Bonagua, Tennessee. I'll see you there. Let's hear from another sponsor. Since 2003, the Crestman Guitar Company has been repairing stringed instruments and building custom guitars and basses. In 2021, Kretzman started production of a solid body electric guitar with the goal of providing affordable, awesome looking and sounding guitars that anyone, student to expert, would be proud to play and own. Be sure to check them out at kretzmanguitars.com. That's K-R-E-T-Z-M-A-N-N, guitars.com. All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about a few of the things that are pretty awesome about single pickup guitars, or at least the Mm -hmm. artists that play some of these single pickup guitars. Like, for example, Joan Jett, she has got an excellent, raunchy, fun tone in her, like, melody maker with that single pickup yeah, in it yeah and i think that that's cool that's actually part of the reason why i look at a melody maker and for a long time people were like oh that's just crap or whatever yeah and i've always been like man i don't know joan jet i know i love that smaller headstock and everything yeah it's cool it's there's something really cool about it it's just like some junk beater guitar that was probably made really well out of really good wood that people would go crazy over now yeah. it's i mean it's crazy you know the the strap that I have that's um Keith Urban's strap. Remember the one that you oh, yeah. alluded to that I stole, which I did not steal, by the way. Um no, you, somebody, you paid somebody for that else fair stole and square it. from yeah. somebody else who stole yeah, it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe. Uh but that has on there that's that's one of the ones he used. It has SG on one place on the strap and the other one is the Melody Maker. So that was his Melody Maker slash SG strap. So um he, like I said, he played one and made it sound great. I mean, it's an amazing. He makes everything sound great, though. True. True. Especially the accent. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> so another person that plays a single pickup guitar is Phil X. Do you know who Phil X is? Yeah, I do. 
when I first saw Phil X, it was during, I think it's like Fred Americana is the store. Okay. And they have all of these vintage instruments and he basically would play and he's super hyper and super active and yeah. is an amazing like riff lord. And he'll also sing crazy and people just love it. I mean, his personality is very, very attracting yeah. to all of this type of stuff. And his big thing has always been just give me a kind of a clean amp. Give me kind of a dirty amp and one pickup and I'm good. Yeah. I don't need all the effects. I don't need all the anything. Just give me that. Originally, he was with Framus guitars. And okay, he, was, yep. he had a signature Framus guitar. It looked like an SG, had a single yep. pickup in it and everything. And Gibson just took him. So he is yep. now a Gibson player. That's what happens whenever you take Richie Sambora's place. <laughs> yeah. You become a big, <laughs> big name. And talking a little bit about the... Nostalgia of Bon Jovi, you know, Richie was a Fender representative. Yeah. So yeah. how awesome is it that Gibson has now taken the other side of Bon Jovi and moved yeah, on with that? I still remember that super strat he had with the star inlays on there. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, the humbucker in them. Yeah, that was, that was a cool guitar. They had the Paisley one. Oh, yeah. Super cool. But with Phil, he ended up having this SG made, but when he had the SG made... He went ahead and had it routed still for the neck pickup, and they just uh-huh. never installed it. Because hmm. he said, you know what? This is the guitar I play. I play an SG with the neck pickup taken out of it and just has the bridge pickup. And hmm. he truly believes that all the tone in the world happens because you take that neck pickup out. Really? Well, I mean, and, and that's something I'm considering because I was thinking about you know, when I think of a humbucker sound, I think of a bridge humbucker. Like, I don't think of a neck humbucker at all. If I order a Solus, I like the way it looks better with a Tele bridge in there as opposed to yep. the Gibson style bridge. And so I'm like, maybe I just get the one with the Tele bridge pickup in there, route it out, put a humbucker in the bridge with a, you know, humbucker bridge plate. And then I've got basically what I want. No, no neck pickup at all. It's like, oh, that'd be a rock and roll machine. It would be. Then I'm I'm modifying this guitar. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, I don't could know. you get a stacked Telecaster, like one of those like JB well, and the Bridge things? I thought about that, but I, there's just something in my mind that thinks those don't sound the same as a PAF. I don't know. I could well, be probably not. Yeah, or a uh, a Pearly Gates. Let's oh, play yeah. some sharp dressed man on there. Well, okay, so speaking of that, you know, Billy Gibbons, he's been known to play like an Esquire. Oh, yeah. I was, I was actually watching his rig rundown last night, and he has a lot of them are Esquires, but there's a few of them where he's got like a little blade pickup that looks mm-hmm. like it's a 22nd fret, but it's really a neck pickup on there. So oh, wow. he's got some of the like uh, incognito ones as well. But yeah, he's, cool. he's, a, he's an Esquire guy. I mean, gosh, I, I, I try to think of them, you know, Whenever we first talked about it, I was like, I can't really think of any. And then I thought, well, Keith Urban, and you said Phil X, and, um, you know, Brad Paisley does, he's got some vintage ones. Now, I don't know if he's got the stealth pickup underneath or not, but, yeah, gosh, Jimmy Olander from Diamond Rio, I mean, oh, one of yeah. my favorite guitar players of all time. His his Glazer telly is a, is a Esquire, you know, it's got the one pickup in there. Of course, you can't, you can't talk about Esquires without talking about Jeff Beck. Um, yeah, Jeff Beck, he has some pretty cool ones too. Like, and he, he plays oh, yeah. it like a machine. It's so good. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean, you got, you got that. Um, Joe Perry actually has a model, Joe Perry from Aerosmith. Yeah, with a single. And it's yep. got that humbucker in the back or the P90, depending on which version of it. Yep. And actually, another uh, P90 guy would be Jared James Nichols. Did, have you ever heard of him before? I've heard that name, but I can't think of who he is. I think he got his big start as a YouTube guy. He's got this okay. big, long, blonde, curly hair and... I mean, he plays like this heavy style guitar, but he plays with his fingers, okay. which is super crazy. The way he just like beats that guitar, but plays with his fingers. I'm like, man, your hands have to just be one big callus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do know who that is. But yep. he Looking is absolutely amazing. And he has a, a signature Epiphone. And yeah, I'm looking I, at it right now. I can't remember. I know he has Gibsons that are single pickup, but yeah. I don't know if he has a signature Gibson single pickup. Yeah, it looks like it's just got a P90 in there. Yeah. And man, it, it's a cool guitar. And actually, the Epiphone looks really cool. The only thing I don't like about the Epiphone mm. is that he decided not to have the block inlays go all the way down the fretboard. It I see stops. That. And to me, now it's plain. It's weird. Yeah, it stops. It looks like 15, maybe. Yeah, I think that's right. Huh. And I'm like, that's interesting. Ah, but it has the rest of it. Where'd it all go? Yeah, you didn't finish. But I'm also, you know, not one that usually is going to go buy an Epiphone. And it's not because Epiphones yeah. aren't great, because they are. I actually was in a guitar center before Thanksgiving, and there was this Epiphone ES335, and it was black. Mm-hmm. And I saw it sitting there, and I remember Brian Wampler just raving about epiphone 335s and it was like oh they're so great they're so great and i was like okay time for me to go play one all right so i go ahead i pick it up off the wall i plug it into a vox ac15 and Mm -hmm. i start playing it and sure enough that thing does sound amazing really it doesn't feel like the gibsons that i have which is the reason why you know it's yeah, not a Gibson to it. some extent, yeah, exactly. but, um, and also a reason why I don't own it, but man, it, it did. It played great. Hmm. It, it, especially those, well, I want to say, especially those in Korea, cause Korean made guitars are always phenomenal, but yeah. anything, I mean, really Indonesia is even making really nice guitars now. I mean, gosh, everybody's just doing such a good job making these guitars to speak on that. So my Kretzman that I have the tactical 59 DC, the one that I've, I've had a few videos on and I just put it in there. A lot of the reason why I put them in there is because Martin Kretzman is a, he is a friend of mine. He is someone that I've, Mm -hmm. I've known for, oh gosh, probably 20 years. And he's a luthier who decided he wanted to do some of his own guitars, but there's a lot of money that goes into just making one guitar. And then you've got to put that out there and hope that somebody buys it so you can put money into another guitar. And so his philosophy was, if I can just go get something that is made real decent and then put my stink on it and, you know, really get that thing feeling right, then I have something that I can put my name on and be really proud yep. of. Even though I didn't make all of it, I made it to my specs and I made it feel the way I want it to feel. Mm-hmm. And to some extent, the reason why I keep putting that in a video is because it is a really comfortable guitar to play. It's something that people really haven't heard of. And when you kind of A-B it against some of these other guitars, I mean, that thing's super cheap. Those guitars that I've had, which I've had the 59 uh, Les Paul Jr. 
not super cheap. And I've had the 2015 Les Paul Jr. I mean, those are both way more expensive guitars. And yes. this one really does hold its own. Yep. I, yeah, I've played that guitar and it's, it plays great. Yeah. Oh, man. It, yeah, the neck on it's awesome. And it just, the fretwork is good. I mean, everything's really good. It's a yeah. nice guitar. It's definitely worth it. And it's a good single pickup guitar. Now, I would probably change yeah. out the pickup. It's a little dark for me. I, I would yeah. like it to be brighter and then be able mm-hmm. to roll down the tone a little bit more. So maybe someday I'll change that up, but I don't know yeah. what I'd put in there. So I'd put a Fralin in there and be ready to rock. Yeah. Or a Lawler. Oh my gosh. But I've never had a bad pickup from either one of those guys. Yeah, that's true. You got a lot of options. Actually, the Lawler I've had my eyes on. Yeah. They're lovely. You're going to. Yeah. yeah. What's in there now? What, what kind of pickups in there now? Is it just whatever import, whatever came from? Yeah. Korea yeah. or wherever we got it. Yeah. Yeah. Another person that I want to mention because I think it's important. We talked about strats not having single pickups, but yeah. there is a guy who had a non strat but looked like a strat, and that was Eddie Van Halen. Ah, uh, yes. How could we forget that? Yeah. Oh and he had a humbucker, but he also had a Floyd on it, and he yeah. also had, you know, random electronics in there that actually did nothing he had some dummy pickups in there too which would change the pull according to this magnetic thing it's magnetic Mm -hmm. theory but yeah i guess maybe maybe it does end up happening didn't his wolfgang and the and the um everything didn't that weren't those single pickups as well no they had they had his wolfgang uh when he had it through axis like the ernie Ernie ball Ball axis style That one was two pickup, and then there was the PV Wolfgang, that had two pickups, and then his current run, which is his Eddie Van Halen model, which is really run through Fender. Some of them are single pickup, but most of them are double pickup, and they have their little D-tuna on it and everything. Yeah, he's probably the most famous single pickup player. Yeah, possibly. I can think of, yeah, yeah. But, gosh, I mean, that's all you need. You just need that one humbucker. I, I agree that in some occasions it's all you need. It, it really it can make you a better player because if you really think about it, if the only option you have is to turn down the volume or turn down the tone, right. you got to be real inventive. Maybe you're yeah, turning true. up the amp. Maybe you've got more pedals on the ground. Yeah, that's it. You play like, different. There's a lot of times where I'm playing like my PRS. And mm-hmm. my PRS P22, it's a five-way blade. It's got a piezo switch. So, I can, you know, maybe I got it on the neck. Maybe I've got it between. Maybe I've got it on the bridge. Maybe I'm splitting one or I've got a phase on this. And maybe I'm adding some piezo and I'm dialing that in. I mean, there's all these options. And to some extent, you kind of just want to, like, grip it and rip it. Yeah. And you can't do that with some of these guitars that are, you know, push-pull pot, and then this is when it's out of phase. Okay, now here's a blend for the middle pickup to add into it, and it's Mm -hmm. like option paralysis. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. If Sweetwater would have had one of the Gibson Les Paul Juniors in stock over the last month, I probably would have bought one. There's been so many times where I was like, I just want a guitar I can plug into a Marshall and rock and not worry about anything and you know have you played those new ones that they have the like the last couple of years they've got big chunky necks on them yes actually when 
Owen and I, my 13-year-old cork sniffer, yep. when we were in Nashville, we went to the Gibson Garage, mm-hmm. and they oh, had yeah, yeah. those Les Paul Juniors in there. And I played one and went, this reminds me a lot of an actual, like, 57. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I like it a lot. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I want to find one that's, you know, pretty light. They, they're usually pretty light because the yeah. bodies are thin. And, uh, mm-hmm. But as soon as I find one at Sweetwater, and assuming that I've got the money in the guitar account ready to go, I'll probably pick one of those up and have one of those. Would you get the single or the double cut? I'd get the single cut. Yeah, do the they sunburst. have a double cut? I don't even know. Uh, they do in the custom shop. They have a oh, yeah, that's mahogany. Right. Yeah, which I'd like to have one of those too. But, but the problem with that is... And it's maybe not as much so anymore, but the problem with that is when when you buy the custom shop one, you know, it's going to be around 4000 somewhere around there. Oh, yeah. And I see player-grade vintage ones for 6 And so I'm yeah. like, that's a, that's a tough justification. And so uh, I'd probably rather just buy a vintage one, you know, but yeah. who knows? Well, who knows? there is something, something to that as well, because getting a, a vintage one... If the whole goal is to have that vintage vibe, then yeah, yeah, there you go. And if you're like, well, I don't necessarily like the pickup. I would rather have this kind of pickup. I mean, I know this seems sacrilegious, but if it's already player grade, you could yeah. pull the pickup out, stick it in a box. Yep. Put a pickup that you do like a little more yeah. in. Yeah. Because you can't, I mean, you just can't make old wood. And to me, that's what makes those things so special is that old yeah. wood, the way it ages and dries out and just... I, I, Something magical happens in there. That's and plus it was probably better to begin with, you know. Yeah. You know, now we're just got tree farms everywhere and they're starting to use other stuff and yeah. You know, that was probably prime mahogany back then. It's interesting you mentioned the the old wood stuff. I was talking about that with Paul, my brother Paul, bingo. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as I was talking to him about like the old wood and, and different things, I had my dad's base out, which is a nineteen fifty three Gibson eb1 base oh yeah yep it's the first run of gibson electric solid body bases and he bought it in a pawn shop way back in the 60s so you know he's got this guitar and i was looking at it and i said to paul the difference between this guitar being a les paul or being a bass like the wood that was used for it was just whatever they were making that day yeah because yeah. it's got this big old neck and it's got that big old headstock and it has the violin shape to it and it's a big old thick piece of mahogany and i'm just looking at it going the difference between you being worth a few thousand and being worth thirty thousand yeah is yep. what they decided to make so that day. close so close <laughs> i know i know and then like <laughs> my ebo base that i have which is the one that looks like an sg it's a 1965, yeah. you know? And oh, so yeah, yeah. the reason why it is an SG bass and not an SG guitar is just because that's what they were making that day. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, that's crazy. crazy. And both of those are single pickups, by the way, <laughs> single pickup bases. Yeah. Cause that's all you need. <laughs> that's all I need. Actually, they sound that's amazing. So need. I bet they do. Understandably. Yeah. We're going to have to report back in a couple months because I can almost guarantee I will have one. I'd say by this time next year, I'll have one. Actually, I may have sold it by then, but I I will have bought one, (laughs) probably. Yeah, I would love to have a custom shop version of a double cut. 
I think that that would be great. I am still yeah. holding out that my buddy Brian might be willing to get rid of his 59 that he has. Oh, that's yeah. all beat up and keep a little money aside for that one. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the thing is is that it's it's been modified so many times. It's it's not nearly worth what it could could be. Right, right. But I guarantee you if I ended up getting that thing, I would probably go ahead and send it someplace and get it done right. Put it back to yeah. the way it was. Yeah, I mean, from what you've told me, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to try to milk all the money he can get out of it. He'd rather it go to somebody yeah. who's going to play it and love it. Yeah. Which is definitely me, by the way, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he also has a 66 telly that I would love to have my hands on. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. someday I'll put that in a video and we'll, we'll have a good time with it. Someday we're going to have to just basically go rob his house. <laughs> he actually has a, he has a little studio. Maybe we should just go and jam in his studio sometime. Yeah. Does he listen to this, Brian? Do you listen? I don't know. I, he has listened to some of them. Okay. So. Well, we definitely need to get him on and uh, see what we can yeah. see what we can do. Yeah. All right. Well, this probably brings us a little bit to a close in this therapy as we talk about our single pickup guitar once and actually even humbucker once. I will finish it up with this. There is a guitar that was single pickup that I let go and mm-hmm. did not yeah. end up getting. And I, I kick myself a little bit, but not enough to where I, like, I, I would have gotten rid of it already. And that was the CM, the Gibson CMs. Did you ever see those? CM? Yeah. It, it, was, it so. looked like a junior, but it had okay. a mid-top to it. It was all mahogany, and it had a zebra humbucker pickup in the back. Hmm. And the CM stood for chick magnet. <laughs> I know. It's so stupid. Are you serious? Right yeah, now? I know. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And it looked like a junior because it had just a volume and a tone. One pickup had a little bit of a mid hump. It was they all came in black. Okay. And I had the chance to get one brand new <laughs> for three hundred dollars. Wow. Sam Ash was blowing them out. Apparently they didn't work as advertised. Why would I? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Thank you. And I looked at it and I was like, why would I buy this piece of crap? You know, because I'm assuming it is if if they have to blow them out like that. Why would I buy that when I've got this room full of amazing guitars? And there's part of me that goes, but that's a nice beater guitar. Hang on, I'm looking at one right now. Okay, so it's just all black, like everything's black. Yeah, everything. It looks like it's like a real thin body. Was it real thin? Yes, it's thin like a junior, but then the mid yeah. hump gets put on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Interesting. I mean, it's, it's a cool looking dude, and I, I kind of kick myself for not getting it. But then at the same time, I also go, I'd probably have sold it by now. Yeah, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have kept that. No, I'm going to sell my 2015 Gibson Jr. Yeah. Like the Kretzman is should. so much nicer. It's so much yeah. better. If you saw the video, you saw how disappointed I was in the 2015 Gibson I Jr. Know. But if people are wanting to buy the Jr., then it's way better, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing is that I'm not going to play it. I only complain about it. So someone else should have it. And let them I don't know why you it. haven't sold it by now. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I would have sold it long ago. I would have yeah. never bought the dang thing because of that stupid D-shaped neck. 
But there's somebody out there who probably loves it. But I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out something here that has nothing to do with single pickups, but I love robot tuners. I think they're awesome. Yeah. Understandably. I mean, I, I've never owned one, but like I played with it in a store and I'm like, what this, you push a button and it tunes. And if you want to drop D or dadgat or whatever, yeah. just push that button. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. That's, that's, that's next level right there. That's dreams come true stuff. You know, I have a guitar that has that, that you could, you could nope, buy it. I don't want it. <laughs> Not interested. Not interested. All right. Do you have any final thoughts to this? I feel like this may have persuaded me to get a single humbucker guitar for my for my next guitar. Like if I get a Novo, I might do a single single humbucker. Are you going to change um, your order that you have right now with Novo? No, no, no. So so I did the custom one and that's the Cirrus J, which is like the Jazzmaster. Oh, that's got P90s cool in there. So I did that just because that's just classic and I thought, you know what? That's something that I'll be able to keep and it'll It'll fill a void that I don't have, and and I'll be happy with it. Now this other one, it's going to be my rock and roll kind of machine because I just don't think a P nineties is rock. I mean, they they can and they do. Yeah, I just don't think of them that way. So yep. this other one's going to be more of a uh, humbucker rock kind of machine because you know we're talking about getting our little family band back together and yeah we we'll play like a Foo Fighters song one minute and then Joan Jett. Speaking of, we play I love rock and roll. Yes. And then next thing you know, you're playing like, uh, you know, Tracy Chapman or something. So it's very eclectic, <laughs> but I need, I need something with humbuckers in there. <laughs> That's actually the song we played and it's good. Give Love that song. Reason to stay here, and I'll turn I wish around. everybody could see you dancing right now. <laughs> oh, it's the best. I was able to get you to sing right at the very end. Thank you. <laughs> I, well, you better make me change your mind. I'm sure all those words are wrong, but it, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. It sounded right. <laughs> um, so final thoughts are um, guitars are good. Pickups are good. I love them. I think you and I both have enough guitars that we can have single pickup guitars and use them yeah. for kind of uh, just niche niche things. Yeah. How do you say that? Niche or niche? How I you... say it niche and yeah. millennials say it niche. Niche, yeah. So whatever you are, that's what I say it as well. Um, but yeah, Aww, we can that's have... really inclusive. Thank you. I'm growing as a human. Yeah. Um, you, I guess I'm not. They're idiots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love though one day to honestly like do a thing where we... We stick a neck pickup like in a telly and then take it out and put it. And we, you wouldn't even have to wire it in or anything. Just put it there to see if the magnetic pool does anything. Actually, a guy did do that. There's actually a video of a guy really? who did it. Yeah. And oh, I'm going to have to look it up. But yeah, it's on YouTube. And he tested the two. Yeah. What did he find? What did he find? He found that the sustain was barely longer, but it was longer. Okay. And okay. he found that the tone was pretty much identical. Okay, that's that's kind of what I think I'll find too. But I feel like if you gave my guitar to Brad Paisley or Eric Johnson, somebody with yeah. ridiculous ears, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I can tell the difference," and they they probably could, but I can't. Yeah, so. but I I would say it's also the same as somebody who's like, "Oh, I'm using a a 1986 TS10, and I'm also using a 1987 TS10. Oh man, right. the years. <laughs> oh, and you're like with an Everlast battery. This is yeah, an original right. nine volt. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. you know, and 
all of that stuff, you go, well, in a band mix, you really are not going to get that. But, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that single pickup guitars are awesome. I think they rock. I think they force us to be able to do things that we wouldn't normally think of doing. And that just expounds on creativity. So I'm with you. I think single pickup guitars are great. I think everyone should have one in their arsenal. Agree. Especially if you're trying to be creative and inventive. You're going to be more creative and inventive with that than you are with a guitar that has more and more and more and more options. Yep, I totally agree. So this is this is good. All right. Well, I guess that's all the time we have for therapy today. I I had a great time. It was always good to to talk to you and see you dance and sing and um <laughs> yeah. It's just a good time. I appreciate you, pal. All right, till next time. Ohms in Hawaii, we love you. <laughs> Well, that concludes our time of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. If you like what you heard, leave five stars in a review. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Tweed Couch. Until next time. Come on.